Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You look at the headlines, if you watch cable news talk shows or scroll through your social media feed, uh, you will see in big letters that. Civil conversations are dead and buried. Are they really? Let's dig into it. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. It is time to think again about whether civil conversations are dead, buried, and extinct, or whether they're just dormant in our country. To help us do that, uh, we're very pleased to be joined today by Christian Sagers, Sagers from the Deseret News. Uh, who is part of a uh, a fascinating inaugural event uh, called America Talks that may uh, prove that maybe there is some civil conversation yet to be had. Christian, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. So so tell me about this uh, America Talks event. Uh, how is it set up? What's it all about? And what did you learn? Well, it does prove that civil conversation isn't dead, but it also proves it's going to take a lot of work to, you know, bring this back to the mainstream. So um, I I just signed up for this. uh, An invitation landed in my inbox, and so I jumped at the chance. Um, And it brought together virtually hundreds of people. I think maybe over a 1,000 people participated. And beforehand, you just took a short quiz that kind of determined your general political leanings, and the idea was that you would be matched with somebody who answered more or less opposite from you. And then you were just left to by yourself to have a conversation with that person. So they started the whole meeting with a this, well, kind of lengthy 20-minute <laughs> orientation video about these are the principles of respectful dialogue, you know, be sure to avoid these sorts of uh, judgments and statements. And, and then after that, we just talked for an hour. And it was it was a great experience. Wow. So okay. So you uh, so you took a little quiz uh, again about a thousand people around the country, and you were basically paired with someone who had uh, leanings that were probably mirror opposite or close to opposite as you. Uh, so mm-hmm. you get connected. Uh, your partner for this exercise was uh, from New Jersey. Uh, just tell yeah. us a, tell us about the conversation. What did you learn in this process? <clears throat> the first thing I learned is I was surprised. And, and almost a little ashamed that the person I was talking to, I would probably just not meet in my day-to-day life. And that, that actually made me a little bit sad. 
because it was a it was a wonderful conversation. We were different, but the conversation meandered from climate change to um, Congress and presidential candidate, uh, the president and um, religion and race. I mean, it kind of hit all all the things, um, and we had different ideas, but generally the same beliefs, and we all we both wanted a you know, a happy, healthy America, happy, healthy communities. And again, I, I was um, a little bit sad that I just don't get many of those interactions daily. And, and I think that perhaps I speak for a lot of us that knowingly or not, we have succumbed to our silos mm. and we don't get those chances to really talk to people who are quite different from us. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have Christian Sagers on the line from Deseret News, a powerful piece on Deseret.com talking about this experience of being paired uh, with someone with very different political views. Uh, but then recognizing uh, in your piece, uh, you you said that if an outsider was listening in, uh, you'd probably think that the two of you in this conversation were, were on the, the same team, on the same side of the aisle, so to speak, uh, because as as you mentioned, you were talking more in terms of community and and the environment and and culture and and really the things that uh, I think everybody does agree on. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I I want to do bring up something pretty interesting which was we were following uh, a, a a list of prompts and talking points that were given to us by the organization. And I think this is this is a, a pretty interesting aspect of all of this is there are a lot of constraints and parameters around this event. And, and this isn't the first to do this. There are a lot of other organizations facilitating these kinds of conversations. And to my knowledge, they also have these sort of parameters and constraints. And, and that's, uh, you know, that, that's not necessarily what we get in day-to-day life at the grocery store or over the dinner table. But maybe that's what we need if we've been socialized away from just basic respect and civility in our conversations. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Christian, that uh, we, we have kind of succumbed to, well, this is this is the normal. This is how you can, you know, yell and scream and rant and rage, uh, whether that's on social media where you don't have to look someone in the eye or, or have that conversation directly. Uh, and learning to to relearn how we have those civil conversations, how to engage in that, how to recognize that a a difference in policy opinion is not necessarily a difference in principle, uh, because mm-hmm. you can uh, have the same desires. Maybe it's just a different approach uh, to get to the solution. Any other uh, takeaways uh, from your experience in that, Christian? Um, well, I do want to rehash just what I said. I, I was struck by how... Um, well, I, I guess I'll say this. I walked away craving more, and I wish that I had those interactions on a daily basis. And I do think I want to, I want, I want to make a conscious effort to facilitate more of that kind of dialogue in my life. Reach out to people I might not speak to otherwise. Uh, I have those opportunities even within my family, and I think a lot of us do. Even family members uh, can have vehement disagreements, and and that can cause us to turn away or turn off, but that's not what's going to get America back on track. We, we need to be having conversations face-to-face, but we need to kind of learn 
how to do it better, you know, disagree better. Yeah. And, and so I think that might be one of the biggest things. I just walked away wanting more. Ah, fantastic. Christian Sagers from Deseret News. Great piece on Deseret.com. Uh, it is so important for all of us to, to recognize that we aren't that far apart on the vast majority of things. Even people you would say are clearly on the other side of the political spectrum uh, you're going to talk about much of the same things in terms of your community, in terms of your family, in terms of your desires for uh, success in your in your work and in your uh, relationships. Uh, there's so much that we do have in common, but we have to be willing to, to turn the rhetoric down. We have to be able to disagree better. Uh, we have to elevate the conversations and look for that common ground. And I love what Christian said. He left wanting more of it. And I think if we all experienced it a little more, we'd all crave it a little more, and then maybe we'd create it a little more, and that would be better for all of us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.